Hello and welcome to the One About Podcast, show where some friends get together to talk about stuff each week. This week, we continue our journey through the Alien franchise with Ridley Scott's return to the series. And um, I, don't, I don't know about John over here, but I got stuff to say. This is the one about Prometheus. I'm your host, Dean. I also go by endless colon places around the internet. And I'm joined this week, as always, by my man, John. John, first and foremost, I want to say welcome back. What's up? Um, I haven't really talked to you in probably about two weeks. Yeah, just about. Um, so first, first of all, how are you? How was, how was the honeymoon? How's the missus? Uh, the honeymoon was fun. Uh, well needed rest and relaxation and peace of mind. Really, uh, a lot of fun activities. Um, missus is doing a lot better after she done uh, clipped out all of the, <laughs> the sea urchin spines. So you're telling me they don't just dissolve if you put if From, you pee on it. So first and foremost, don't pee on it. Uh no matter what oh. anyone tells you. Yeah, oh. You should probably question those instructions, but you know whatever. We were in Hawaii on vacation and like, you know, people who lived in Hawaii told us to do it. Multiple different people. Um so uh that I'm, happened. I'm not going to say I told you so. You know what? But I was surprised to hear that locals told you to do that. I mean, when everybody and their mother basically tells you to pee on it and they live there. Listen, 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 when when you told me that my first reaction was, that's not what I've heard before. But if the local said it, I mean, you got to pee on it. Exactly. Not just a local, all the locals. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But for anybody who doesn't know. Basically, the first day we got there, we went on a, a group surfing lesson. And while she was jumping back on her board, uh, my wife stepped on a sea urchin, which basically uh, hobbled her and put her on crutches for the rest of vacation. But that did not hinder our enjoyment. Uh, it did just make it a little bit harder to get around. Um, Sure. So the way that she solved that is she said, fuck it got some cuticle cutters and basically dug into her foot and got all the spines that she could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is two weeks after she stepped on the sea urchin. So, so 14 days later, she was like, you know what? I don't think the P worked. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> She's just like, she literally was just like, fuck this. We're taking care of this right now. I love you too so much. Uh, <laughs> so I imagine then that uh, the honeymoon was basically all that you've been up to over the last couple of weeks. Um, um, basically, yeah, uh, the honeymoon. And then uh, when we got back, we felt bad that the boys didn't really get to like experience anything really cool. So we uh, planned a family trip us and the boys to go to Universal Studios, which yeah. to be honest with you, I had more fun than anybody else at Universal Studios. So. <laughs> like, Universal is like kinda dope, but Yeah, so it's not it's not a a theme 
park in my in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's an it's like an amusement park would be a better word. Yeah, for amusement park and like their rides aren't really rides, they're they're attractions predominantly. Do you guys have like the big coasters cuz Universal's Universal Orlando has like the attraction one so like Spider-Man and uh Spider-Whoop. Spider-Man? Sp- Spider-Whoop. You don't have Spider-Man at Universal Hollywood? No. Uh, we basically did the whole park except for the Transformers ride. Oh, yeah. Transformers. Yeah. And the Mummy. We did the Mummy. That was surprising. I didn't know that was actually a coaster coaster, and that freaked me the fuck out. Um, Wait, what? The Mummy ride. What? It's a coaster? It's a roller coaster. Uh... Bro, I think so, we need to go to each other's Universal. Yeah, studios. we've had drastically different experiences <laughs> at Universal. Um, uh, actually, the best thing that I experienced there was the studio tour, which like, I love she, the studio tour. Yeah, yeah. She was telling me like when she got there, oh, I want to go on this, but the ride is an hour long, and I was like, eh. but uh, when we actually got on there. Uh, it was dope. Like the fact that they had like snippets of all their 3D attractions throughout the studio tour, and all the history and all the shows that have been filmed there. Like it was pretty awesome. Especially like um, the Good Place. They mm-hmm. they sent us through Little Europe, where where all the Good Place was filmed, and that's like one of my favorite sitcom comedies of all time at this point in time. So it's pretty fucking awesome. I don't. I don't know if Universal Orlando has the studio tour. If they do, it's not like the Hollywood one where there's yeah, like legitimate that, sets. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would make sense because the studio tour is a literal tour of the tour of the studio where they yeah. filmed a lot. Yeah, of movies. Well, I mean, like and shows. some of it. Some of it's like just for the ride or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I honestly don't know. But it sounds like. Universal Orlando has a bunch of extra lands that you guys don't have over there. Uh, so that's interesting. I think I think the Nintendo World is going to be at Universal Orlando, but not Hollywood. I'm not 100% on oh, that. Oh, definitely. Because if there was a Nintendo World anywhere near where I was at, I would have been all over it. Because <laughs> I bought all of Harry Potter. Um, I saw and that. most of Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, and again that uh the ipa that they had there was delicious anyway so good so amazing i just have one question for you yeah what's up um are you gonna pay jordan cash or god i'm gonna i i literally like i i asked him for his venmo i'll ask him again because I, I don't renege. That's one thing I've made sure I'd never do. Like, I was close. but No, you weren't. No. I was totally close. No. no. Dude, if I, I... I will say this. I said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm impressed that you cracked platinum at all. That's right. But... It, it, I mean, it has nothing to do with, like, your abilities or anything. Like, it's hard, dude. Like, it's hard. I've been playing way more uh, dedicated Rocket League than you have, and uh, I've barely cracked diamond. Barely. Like, I'm I'm in that space where you're, like, flopping back and forth. Granted, part of that is because platinum is 
the worst rank imaginable. It gets oh, thanks. That's that's great. I mean, I mean, but again, like that's not necessarily a reflection on you. The reason that platinum sucks is because like one game you'll have somebody who's like he should be in diamond. One game you'll have somebody who you're sitting there like, how the fuck did you even get to this point? And um, like people are just all over the place. Totally uh totally random what kind of a teammate and what kind of an opponent you're gonna have sometimes you'll have some dude who's just randomly going for ceiling shots the whole game and you're like my guy you don't have the mechanics for this just stop it you're annoying me oh <laughs> i'm losing by people. five i hate those people especially like when it's a smurf like when mm-hmm. you do one v one duels and it's a smurf and he literally is just like i'm gonna carry the ball and i'm just gonna do like ceiling free for free for all shots the whole time yeah, so like that that's what I mean when I when I talk shit on platinum like and it it's frustrating to me because when I'm in that zone where I'm like okay, I need to get I actually haven't done my placements this season yet cuz you know, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to do placements with instead of doing them with randos. Um I mean, the only reason you need to do placements that I've noticed is like for your season rewards cuz you don't need to do placements to do the tourneys or anything like that. No, right. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's the only reason to play ranked at all, except to see where you actually stand. Yeah. Um, but ranked is the mode that I like to play. Like casual, especially now that they've made casual just ranked but with no ranks. I'm just like, I'll just fucking play ranked. How do they make it ranked with but with no ranks? So you can't just drop out of a cash match now. You have to forfeit or you get banned. Um I mean, basically, like, it's exactly the same as ranked, except, you know, you don't have a rank. Okay. Um, And it's really frustrating, too, because, like, you'll have dudes who just quit. You'll get dropped into a game where you're losing by three and both teammates left, but at the most inopportune time. So you're dropped in by yourself with a bot. And I'm like, sometimes the bots are better than the players. Actually, more than more times than not, the bots are better than the players. No, I don't know about that, but totally. Um, especially in Diamond, I, I wouldn't say that that's true, but um, I, I understand what you mean. Anyway, well, Platinum sucks, and uh, yeah, I can't wait does. to do my placements so I don't have to play plat players anymore. It's fine. Um, that, that said, if you want to play some uh some games let me know because i'm down. probably um throughout the week yeah because i started doing my competitive and i'm already platinum too so okay all right that's what i mean like honestly if i would have started playing and just focused on it right when we set the bet i would have gotten platinum three like halfway through the season i'm 100 percent mm. confident that that's a factual statement Dude, I got from gold two to platinum one div three in like four or five hours of straight play. So first of all, first of all, uh, you weren't a gold two. I could have told you that right off the rip. Um, Getting up to you know gold three div four, I would say. Uh, should have been no problem at all for you. That should have been like however many games it takes you to get that much MMR. That's how long it should have taken. Um, because that's that at a minimum, that's where you were. Uh, platinum one, maybe. 
you know, maybe when you're firing on all cylinders and you're not distracted. Um, plat two is where I would start to be like, uh, you might need to put in some hours. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. You know, prove me wrong. I would be happy for you to do so. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like, it's literally just the amount of time that I could play. Actually, now that I could play. The amount of time that I decided, like, I should play. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, we're we're married. We have kids. Like, you have to tend to your obligations. Like, it's Rocket League's not important. I get it. It, it isn't. I mean, but it's fun, like, when you do something competitively. Like, that's that's where I get my rocks off. Yeah, like, Rocket League is my one ongoing game. Um, I feel like at any given time, I have I have room in my life for one. Yeah. And Rocket League is that game. Um, which is why I feel bad, because I want to try Final Fantasy XIV and play with, uh, play with all you guys and do that. But I'm like, when the fuck am I going to squeeze that in? At this point, I can barely play Rocket League. Um, but I got nothing going on next week, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Like, I'm I'm basically ramping up at work, but I'm handling it in a way that I I have free time usually after 11 or 12 o'clock sure. if nothing major comes up. But also that depends on when the baby's asleep. And the boys will be back in school, so eh, it's basically going to depend on when the baby's asleep, honestly. I know, it's just unfortunate that you're three hours behind, so like 11 or 12 for you, I'm like, I, I better be asleep. By exactly! Um, but with all that said, I've been playing some games this last week. Mm-hmm. In the last week, I got four Platinums. Um, so what do you mean four platinums? I got four platinum trophies. So, um, you, you mean in attorneys? No, 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 on, on PlayStation. Uh, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, Achievement yeah. trophies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, achievements are for plebs, but sure. If that's what, what helps you understand what I'm talking about. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I mean that, like, with all due respect, like, achievements came first and trophies wouldn't exist without them, but trophies are better. Uh, For a number of reasons that I don't feel like going into right now, but I'll be happy to have that discussion at some point. So, in the last week, I got the Concrete Genie Platinum from scratch, Abroxia 2 Platinum, Spyro 2 Platinum, basically from scratch. I started that game a while ago, but only just barely. Okay, okay. And Horizon Zero Dawn, which I went from zero to hero, platinum that bitch in four days. All right, then. And uh, I think I annoyed the shit out of my wife. (laughs) She's like, are you still fucking playing Horizon? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm playing it. I I really was hoping that we were going to record earlier so I could start knocking out the DLC. I apologize. It's like that. Well, I mean, there's no 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 need to apologize. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to you. I want to talk about one of these games. Which game are you interested in? Um. 
Zero Dawn, definitely. Zero Dawn? Yeah. Okay. So, straight up, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the easily, easily one of the best PlayStation 4 games. Um, that game is fucking awesome. It's also very hard. <laughs> like, there were a number of spots where I play, I played it on normal. Like, I play most games on normal. There were a couple of spots where I was like, easy. <laughs> Beat the boss and then bump it back up to normal and keep playing. Like, some of those bosses are fucking hard. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, if I had more time and I wasn't so invested in the story that I was like, I gotta see what happens and shit like that. I probably would have just buckled up, got better, and beat it on normal, and would have been very satisfied with it. The combat is really intelligently designed. Like, you have to really think about what you're going to do. Because these big, robotic, uh, primordial fucking creatures will fuck you up in a, in a hurry. They will fuck you well, up. Like, if you had to give me something comparative... On, like, how bad it is. So, it, it the best way that I could describe it for you mm -hmm. is it would be like playing Demon Souls if it was if Demon Souls was a vast open world with giant areas instead of close corridors. Um, the enemies were fewer but gigantic, and you had a lot more um, combat movement options and speed oh, okay i'm down with that uh, i think that you would really really enjoy this game yeah it's definitely been on my list um fuck man like it's funny because like after all that time jordan was bitching and crying that i need to play star wars jedi fallen order horizon and star wars jedi fallen order are similar games they're both I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is a semi-open world. Horizon's an absolutely an open world. Um, but they're similar in that regard. They're both hard games. They're both action RPGs. But, dude, Horizon is so much better. <laughs> like, by leaps and bounds better. The only two games that I can think of on PS4, at least of the ones that I've played, that are better than Horizon are God of War and Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is totally subjective because I love Spider-Man. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, now, I mean, I think that there's a good argument that could be made that Spider-Man's a better game for in a lot of ways, but certainly in storytelling, it's not. Yeah. Um, in terms of storytelling, Horizon's probably by far and away the best game on PS4. And you know I love me a good story. Oh, it's so good, John. It's so good. Mm. Especially Are they going to come you... out with a PS5 exclusive or a PS5 version of that or no? I, I fucking hope so, but I don't know. It, it was funny because I was like sitting here and I'm like, man, if they come out with a PS5 version, I would rather play that. Yeah. But I did earn those two trophies back in 2017. So my trophy <laughs> lists are going to be all fucked up and I just bit the bullet and played it. And it's it's super playable on PS4, dude. Like it's it runs at a locked 60, especially if you're playing it on PS5. Um, it looks great. Like if on PS5, if you put it in. Um, I, th I think it has a. Uh, 
like a visuals mode and, and a performance mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, like it looks great. It runs at a lock 60. Like it's, it's just an awesome experience anyway. Um, the PS5 version would have to like, fuck, I don't know, native 4K 120 or something like that. Like, I don't know what they could do with it, really. I think it would have to be a free update. Because they, they definitely don't have the time to make any additional DLC. So it would be like a flat port with um, better frame rates or something. Like it that. would definitely have to be like... Because they didn't really... It basically have to be like what they did for Demon Souls. In a nutshell. Uh extrapolate on that? Um cuz I know for De- Demon Souls was a PS3 game. Yeah. Right. So they had to update the graphics and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, but the the reason I asked you to extrapolate on that is cuz Demon Souls for PS5 is a ground up like toes to tits remake of the ps3 game yeah but like they just basically have to update the graphics for horizon and like maybe incorporate uh the adaptive trigger technology if they can but oh yeah they could do that too that's what i mean like it's it's it sounds like it would be a lot of work but since it's a ps4 and it's like one of the better looking ones i don't think it would be that's why i say it's just like it wouldn't be a total overhaul remake, but it would be like a slight quality of life remake, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would love to play that game, and I'm. You own it. I'm contemplating playing all the God of War games in in order in order to play. Get ready for Ragnarok, because I'm gonna play. Now you're speaking my language, my guy. Shit out of that game. Like I've watched all of the cinematic, like basically movie esque version of all the God of War games, which is amazing. Like I love that story. And Greek mythology is probably like my favorite mythos out there, um, based in human lore. Uh, But God of War is just a fun series from what I've seen and. I, I I I'm just excited for Ragnarok, especially that's going to be a PS5 exclusive, right? Please tell me it is. Uh, I don't think we know. Uh, if it's a PS4 would... slash PS5, I would be slightly disappointed, but that's okay. But if it's a PS5 exclusive, I'll be super hyped. I wouldn't. I would brace yourself for it being a cross gen. Yeah, I I figured as much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did confirm that it's cross gen. Mother- okay that's fine that's fine why won't psn profile search this is so you know what doesn't matter let's go to the bottom we're just gonna look at all my trophies from jump and i'll find them so i think the reason i want to do this because i think i have the platinum and all all the god of war games. uh god of war platinum god of, god of war 2 platinum god of war 3 platinum uh, where's Ascension? God of War Ascension. God of War Ascension. What? I don't have the Platinum in Ascension? I know I don't have it in P- on the PS4 one. Uh, I was so into the story on God of War PS4 that I mainlined that bitch. Um, <laughs> so I want to go back and play that and get the Platinum because that game deserves it. But where the hell is God of War Ascension? I know I played it. 
Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. So let's see. I don't have the platinum in this. And <laughs> easy. Beat the game on hard and get some collectibles. Easiest platinum of my life. <laughs> That that's straight lie. God of War on, on hard is pretty difficult, but like I can do it. I've done it three times. There's no reason why I can't do it again. Yeah, I like the combat style as well. It's interesting because God of War one, two, three, Ascension, Ghost of Sparta, and shit. What's the other PSP one? Uh, Ghost of Sparta and. Uh, I can't remember. Let's go Chains of Olympus. Um, all kind of play the same, and then God of War PS4 is like totally different. <laughs> God of War on PS4 is like a completely different franchise. Um, the only reason that like it matters at all is because like they mention the old games sometimes. Callbacks. Yeah. Um basically like, from what I've noticed, all the callbacks are why are you fucking with Kratos? No. So I mean like I'm not going to spoil but there's a few moments in there that are major callbacks that like those moments depend on you playing those past games. Yeah. Um I think you would be fine and still enjoy the game if you didn't, but like they really do kind of depend on you playing those games and knowing what's going on. Anyway. I think I'm I'm torn, man, cuz like I want to play Immortals Phoenix Rising now mm-hmm. and finally finish that game. But then like I have such a huge backlog on Switch that I'm like I should probably do that. But Immortals is a PS5 native game. I don't have enough of those and I want more. I mean, yeah. Has Immortals gotten good reviews? Um, I don't know. Immortals Metacritic. Let's see what let's see what it's sitting at. PS4 version. Nobody gives a shit about Switch. Uh 7.4 user score. Uh, what's the critic score though? No score yet, based on three critic reviews. Why is it based on three critic reviews? Um, Metacritic. What the? F- what? Okay. Well, the three critic reviews are a ninety, a ninety, and an eighty. So that's okay. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, there's a few outright negative user reviews. Um, let's see. This game is just Assassin's Creed for kids. I don't really see that as a negative, but all right. <laughs> that, that that to me, ironically, sounds like the review of a kid. <laughs> like, it's like some 13, 14-year-old punk kid who's like, no, fuck this game, man. I'm not 12. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. Basically. Uh, let's see. Where do I begin? It's a mix between Assassin's Creed and Zelda Call of the Wild. First of all. 
It's Breath of the Wild, you uncultured swine. Right? And second of all, that sounds fucking awesome. Like, this just makes me want to play it more. Thank you. Keep it coming. <laughs> That's a 3 out of 10? Like, that sounds like an 11 out of 10. Right? Did you not like... He probably one of the people that didn't like Breath of the Wild. Oh, this, this ought to be good. 0 out of 10. Can't believe this game has such good reviews. Okay, well, your, your premise out the, off the rip is uh, concerning, but let's see where, where this goes. This game is complete, utter trash. It's complete and utter trash, but we're not here for grammar. I usually love games like this. I loved the puzzles in Zelda Breath of the Wild, but the puzzles were so excessive, repetitive, and not hard, but a huge pain. What a grind. It's more like a puzzle game than an open world RPG. Uh, I'm okay with that. I love puzzle games. So this is not, this is actually boosting my drive to want to try this game now. <laughs> the negative reviews are probably the best reviews. Uh, buyer beware. Oh, this ought to be good. This game is marketed as an action adventure video game. This is defiantly not the case. I don't think that word means what you think it means. It's fine. It's fine. He's, <laughs> he's very passionate while he's writing this. I love Metacritic reviews. Um, this is a puzzle game first and foremost. The open world is saturated by puzzles slash dungeons. Oh, sorry. Puzzle dungeons slash open world puzzles. Any action in the game only serves to grant access to even more puzzles. Even the, more puzzles. The world is empty of friendly NPCs to interact with, save for a very limited core cast of characters and a few generic combat enemies dotted about the map. Well, at least that last one's a, a real criticism. Yeah, like it actually gives like detail on why he does not like the game as is. So. All right, one more and then we'll move on. Adonis. Ayav. Okay. Okay. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Got it. All right. I played the demo and this game is trash. <laughs> that's uh, all right. Mm. That that's like that's like I read the back of the book and this book sucks balls. <laughs> yeah. I read I read the cliff notes. Okay. Good to know, I guess. I don't one know. of those people who like reads the summary of something and it's like, oh, I know everything I need to know about it, and I hate it. I don't know, man. Immortals. It's it's like calling my name, but I'm like, man, so many, so many Switch games that I know I would have fun with. I think I'm gonna have to split my time and play Immortals and something else, you know. Alright. When is the next Zelda Breath of the Wild game coming out? When's that slated for? 2022? <laughs> You tell me, we'll both know. Ugh, I would love for it. Only like God knows when that game is coming. I mean, it looks awesome. It does. It definitely does. Anyway, we watched a movie this week. Watched a movie. Ridley Scott's... I was going to say triumphant return, but let's stick with the return. To the Damn, it's franchise. like that, son? Okay, so here's my thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's get Let, into it. Let's just, yeah, let's just jump right into the, the deep end of this pool. This movie spends, how long is this movie? This Two movie hours and three is, minutes. 
two hours. I got two hours and four minutes. Close enough. Um, this movie spends two hours asking a bunch of philosophical questions and answers none of them. None of them. Yeah. Not yeah, a yeah, single yeah. fucking one. None so whatsoever. Th- this is what I want to do. First and foremost, I normally ask you what you thought of the movie. I'm actually not going to do that first and foremost this time. Um, before we do anything else, I want to ask you to explain the plot of this movie to me. Um, so some explorers find signs of what they think is like the origination of life on mm-hmm. Earth. Uh, yeah. on some sort of existential planet. Right, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, and then uh, they go to said planet to investigate and basically find the spark of life, and mm-hmm. so-and-so, the creators of mankind and all life on Earth, um, which would be a huge discovery, and would change the course of all of our beliefs from that point onward. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all financed by a shady billionaire owner of a corporation mm-hmm. um, who is looking for a way to live forever, which all billionaires do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes horribly awry when they run into some egg sacs. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then a said egg sacs birth the alien, which decimates basically the whole crew. Interesting. That's not at all how I would have explained that that second and third act, but yeah. mm-hmm. interesting. So <clears throat> this is what I would say. Okay. Prometheus opens by showing this big tall white guy. Because all things start with a white guy. <laughs> and not even going to dr- get into the whole theory of that everybody on Earth originates from Africa, but it's fine. Well, ironically, he drinks a black liquid and disintegrates. <laughs> and fucking dies. Falls into a waterfall, dissolves. We see his, uh, his genetic code literally break down. And then it reforms and cut away. Cut away to some archaeologists who discover a star map that they think is an invitation to come meet our makers at this very, 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 very far away planet. They get uh, the shady as fuck corporation Wayland Yutani to. finance this trip through space uh, because as we've seen through this franchise up to this point, they're very reputable and trustworthy all the time. And every time hundred percent never have any insidious plots going on. In no background. problems whatsoever. Perfect. 100% of the time, 90% of the time it fails every time <laughs> and sex Panther. <laughs> and uh, so they go to this planet and they find an alien installation. Okay, cool. Everything's going according to plan so far. Go into said installation 
and we find one of these progenitor aliens with his head cut off in a doorway. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Not ominous at all. Totally fine. Everything's great. Uh, the robot is because there's always a robot in an alien movie. He's acting real fucking weird. And uh, seems like he knows a little too much. So we open the door. Gather up the alien head and there's all these. For lack of a better way to describe them, jars littered around the room um, that start oozing this black liquid. And looking up at the wall, there's a image carved into the wall of what looks to be a xenomorph doing the Jesus pose, <laughs> which to say is ominous is a little bit of an understatement, given that this is the fifth movie. We know that whatever that fucking thing is, is not Jesus. Far so, from. <laughs> although. Hold that thought. Um, so come to find out that this black liquid is the same shit that the alien at the beginning of the movie ingested and got disintegrated. And when it falls onto some worms in the soil, it creates this like weird pseudo face hugger thing. And the robot slips it into one of the scientists vodka and kills him but not before he smangs it to another scientist who he's involved with in some way which then impregnates her with what i can only describe as a combination between a face hugger and starro <laughs> <laughs> And and then when she finds this out, she goes into an emergency um, medical pod, which is specifically programmed for men, even though it's in the woman's quarters. Definitely nothing suspicious about that. But she overrides it to just cut the thing out of her womb. Now. Pause. <laughs> I'm I'm no medical professional, but I think ripping an alien out of your womb is a little more complicated than slicing the abdomen, reaching in and pulling it out. I've yeah. only been there for one C-section in my life. Well, technically two, but pretty sure it's a little bit more complicated than that. There's a lot of organs in the way. <laughs> Not anymore. Like, unless, like, it sliced in such a way that, uh, that it's, like, the laser went around all of your organs and then pushed them aside when it grabbed the alien out, that's, uh, impossible. I don't care how sophisticated the technology is, that's literally impossible. Right. So we go through all this, come to find out that my man Wayland himself is on the ship, wants to meet the progenitor aliens so that he can ask them to give him everlasting life because he deserves it. Meets the alien, 
Alien proceeds to rip the head off of the android and then kill Wayland with said head. Metal. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's this whole struggle uh, between the humans and this progenitor alien because as we come to find out, all these jars of black liquid death are destined to go to Earth to wipe out humanity. Now, Needless to say, our quote-unquote heroes succeed in the end. The aliens killed, the jars don't go to Earth, and then they go off to find the progenitor planet because this woman has death wish. Here's my real question. What does it all mean? Um, that just like with everything, we disappoint who our uh, makers are? Mmm. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but I will. I do want to stick a pin in that and circle all the way back to where we started. Okay. Recapping the entire movie like that doesn't really do justice to how slow and plotting and calculated this movie is. Not really. And I want to say that this is probably one of those movies where you either really love it or really don't love it john what did you think about this movie it was all right like i've watched it before and like re-watching it i was like oh, okay like there were some parts that were like suspenseful but as you stated in the beginning it presents too many questions with literally no answers. And that's the problem for me. Like, you know, I have a problem with this. Like if you're going to give me this grand mythos and like this origin story for the xenomorphs and like hell origin story for mankind itself. And you don't give me any concrete answers. I'm gonna have a fucking problem. What's what I find most funny about that is there's a whole scene that was cut out of the movie that kind of explains it all for you. <laughs> like, so, you know the scene where they're on the the space jockey ship mm-hmm. and, like, he, Wayland is, like, trying to tell um, David to uh, translate for him and, like, give me eternal life and all this bullshit. And the... Um, emergency C-section lady is behind him yelling that like she wants to know why they hate humans all of a sudden. All sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, there's actually that scene is actually much longer. And the alien actually speaks to them and basically tells you all the things that we want to know. Like why? Why do they make humans um why does he lose his shit why is he going to kill them all this shit the part that kills me no pun intended is we come to find out that the reason that they're going to knock off humanity they're just going to deliver all of these black goo jars to earth and wipe us out is because they live in this society of like, you must sacrifice in order to get. So like at the beginning of the movie, 
when he sacrifices himself to create humanity, that's like representative of their like spiritual beliefs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like he had to give up his own life in order to create humanity and all this. And humans are constantly looking for a way to make themselves immortal and bypass this, and they don't like that. So he go he like goes on this long tirade about how they tried to save us and tried to fix us, and eventually they were like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna go grab one of you humans, bring you back to our planet, educate you, and then put you back on Earth to save everybody. But then when we did that, you nailed him to a cross. Oh shit! And I was like, oh come on, dude, like I. As soon as I heard that, I was like, well, that's why you cut that out of the movie. <laughs> like, Basically. You, you don't go around just saying, like, Jesus was an alien. Sorry, guys. But it's and, and it's also, like, way on the nose. It really is, because no offense, like, if anybody were to come back, and because they have the knowledge of the cosmos and know everything and were able to do these, like, super incredible things, it's one of two things is going to happen, like, we're just going to disbelieve him and call him a psycho and just like not listen to him or it's going to scare the shit out of us. And we're either going to murder him or murder him by experimenting on him to figure out how he knows what he knows. Right. Like it, it like they could have they could have explained it in a different way, like said, we did a whole bunch of projections of what would happen if we did this. And every time it ends in these two ways. Instead of just straight up saying it's Jesus. Yeah. The problem is that they like cut all that exposition out of the movie, but didn't replace it with anything. So so like you, you end up with all these questions. Like what the fuck is the deal with that scene at the beginning? And why does he just lose his shit and like kill Wayland and all this? And you can kind of piece parts of it together and like, okay, well this is, probably why he was probably offended by the idea of wanting eternal life and all this kind of shit yeah but there's so much in this movie that i'm like and and i'm just going to throw this out there the whole connection to alien the alien universe the greater alien universe and all that as a whole feels so tacked on yeah it's like we're gonna create the it's like they started a movie like all on its own with its own mythos and everything like that. And it, it would have been really good, like standalone by itself. If they gave answers, I would have really loved this movie. And then they're like, man, this doesn't really give anybody any answers. Uh, let's uh, let's make this like an alien origin story at the back end of it. And that's always the worst way to go. Like, that's the problem uh, that the DCEU had. Like, instead of making a standalone good movie um, that in turn ties into a larger universe, like, they were just trying to force it into a universe before making a good movie. Right. Um, so, apparently, in the original, there, this, this movie went through, like, a number of different scripts. And I went through, I went down a rabbit hole trying to piece this all this shit together because this this movie is such a disjointed mess to watch 
I think I think that it's really exploring some interesting ideas, but I think the way that it does it, you're either going to be like captivated by it and want to learn more and how does this connect to alien and like what does that mean and like talking to people about it and researching about it and like what does this person think and you know what what's this person's interpretation or as i imagine many mainstream audience uh viewers were struck by like fuck this like this is just a super complicated movie that doesn't give you any answers to anything Mm-hmm. I don't want to think for two hours about what the fuck that means and like why this happened and why this happened. I mean, shit, even even what I said earlier about the the black liquid turning the worms into that like proto face hugger. Yeah, that that's a guess on my part. Um, I think it's a fairly educated guess based on what we see, but like we don't know that. Yeah, but even then, like, if you're going to give us a movie to make us think, at least give us information to work with, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's... So, like, let, let's just lay it out. Let, what, what are some of the questions that we still have? Um, what happened to the engineers originally that they're all dead except for the one? Yeah, like, what were they running from? Right. Why do they have a mural of the uh, that alien that, that proto alien? It looks the like end of the straight movie? up like a, a xenomorph. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely the one that we see at the end of the movie, not yeah. like a normal xenomorph. But that that implies that they've made this thing before, which is odd considering the outrageously complicated life cycle it took to get to that point. Yep, like. Like, if we think about it for a second, right? So, like, they had to put the black liquid into a human. Mm-hmm. He had to smang it to the other doctor. Mm-hmm. She birthed um, the the face hugger starro thing. That had to then impregnate the uh, the engineer. And then comes forth this proto-xenomorph. And I'm like... First of all, that's super duper complicated. And second of all, how do we get from that to the alien that we see in the first alien? And it's like all these questions of like, how did we get here? What does this mean? Why do they why do they have? Okay, so like the running theory, as far as I can tell, and Mm -hmm. my best guess is that what happened to the engineers is they were building up all of this black goo shit on this planet so it doesn't get unleashed on their own planet. And something went wrong, and one of these... Let let me look it up, because... There's there's an unofficial name for the xenomorph-like thing we've seen then. Deacon. It's called a deacon, for some reason. What? Um... So the deacon then starts attacking them. You can assume that it's like a alien one type of situation. And all of them but one die. But then if that's the case, why do they have a mural of it up on the wall? Like literally framed up like Jesus. Literally framed up like Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Why would they pray to this thing that apparently pr- literally preyed on them? Yeah. It 
doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And like, if you if you listen to Ridley Scott talk about this movie and the ideas behind it and all this kind of shit, dude is pulling the Chewbacca defense, dude. Like, yeah, I, I don't. What's I Chewbacca don't know, doing on the planet Endo? <laughs> like this man. He can't even explain it himself. And when the director can't explain it coherently, you know something went awry. And it sucks because there's like, this is a really star-studded cast. Bro, I mean, let, let's just throw out a couple of names here. Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Yes, sir. Guy Pierce, mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson. Benedict Wong. Rafe Spall. Like, hmm. <laughs> And I will say, to be fair, every single one of those people I just named gives an amazing performance. Yeah. They all do a phenomenal job. Yeah. But. But. This movie left me so confused. I. Couldn't enjoy it, right? It's not that I couldn't enjoy it. I thought the movie was good. But I'm also frustrated that Alien Covenant, which is the next and technically last movie in the franchise, doesn't really give us the answers that we're looking for. Not even close. Um, it The sequel to Prometheus turned into Alien Covenant, and that movie is much more of an alien movie than a Prometheus movie. So we're left with this movie that, like, is necessary for Alien Covenant, but leaves a bunch of lingering questions that we'll, like, never get answers to. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'm so frustrated with this franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you had two unbelievably good movies right up front. And then what the fuck happened? <laughs> like just, they just can't do it. Flushed it down the shitter. They even brought Ridley Scott back, and he still can't capture lightning in a bottle again. Yeah, this movie is so unnecessarily complicated. And I'm like, like clearly you could have written a movie that was coherent enough that we could understand. But this ain't that movie. <laughs> like, it's this not. movie seems like it was intentionally engineered so that we wouldn't understand anything. Possibly under the pretense that the sequel would explain it, but that mm-hmm. sequel's never going to come. So now I have to sit through two hours of this movie to set up the next movie so I can forget about this movie again. I, I, I feel like. This move, this franchise is going to boil down to I like Alien and I like Aliens. <laughs> That's it. The other four are dead to me. It's, and the worst part is like everything other than the, the movie itself gets better <laughs> with each iteration. Dude, the visual effects in this movie are mind blowingly good. <laughs> it's I- just. I didn't question anything for a second. I was like, you know what? Hammerpeed looks real to me. Right. 
and it's just look, and then it's just boiling hot dog water soup. It's like getting like wagyu beef, lobster, like all these amazing ingredients, and throwing them in water, <laughs> boiling it, and saying it's a feast. You know what I mean? Like. It has no substance, no seasoning, nothing that really binds it together. Which is pretty fucking sad when you think about it. I will say this. The trilobite, as it's called in this movie, the giant starro face hugger. Uh-huh. Much more effective at face hugging than face huggers that thing is so big like you ain't getting away you're not fighting it off it doesn't hug your face it hugs your body like if the engineer can't fight it off ain't no fucking human fighting that thing off it's game over at that point aren't the engineers like 10 feet tall they're they're very tall (laughs) Uh, some big boys (laughs) he's a big old boy that's a huge bitch you know what Legit, if they played that soundbite when, like, the engineer stood up in front of all of them, that would literally make this movie a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, the movie could suck dick, but if they had that soundbite, like, coming out of the android for some reason, I was like, I was trying to lighten the mood. Like, just that, just that, like, two seconds, 10 out of 10 movie. They're nine feet tall. I was close. Very, very. Um, so one thing I do want to mention, okay, something that we spoke about before was the totally absurd prices that they were putting on some of these installations. Yeah. Prometheus takes place a couple of years before Alien. A couple of years before Alien? I was about to ask you that in the timeline where this is a couple of years before Alien. Um, well, I mean, I could find out exactly when it takes place. Uh, so this movie takes place on, in 2093. Alien takes place... Um, in twenty one twenty two. So, thirty years. Yeah, twenty nine years. Yeah. Um, it's actually closer together than I thought. Yeah. But uh, interestingly, it only costs a few million dollars to set up a intergalactic station in Alien. Fuck trillion dollars to do this expedition in Prometheus. So there's a huge discrepancy in the way that money works in this universe. Maybe, maybe they haven't like maybe uh currency changed in those 30 years. Mm, and it had they to start just roll back inflation by no, it's not, orders it's not, of magnitude. It's not rolling back inflation, depending on how they changed currency. Like that instead of millions of dollars, that could be like 
millions, millions of, of bottle caps of quasars. You know what I mean? And <laughs> quasars like are actually worth like one quasar is actually worth a million dollars in itself. I don't know. That would make more sense. I mean, you're reaching. But, I mean, uh, but they never said dollars in any of the movies, did they? I feel like they did. Well, they definitely said dollars in this movie. I know uh, that. But I'm talking about they the say alien. dollars in the alien. I want to say they did, but like I I'm know. trying to think about it. I remember seeing the dollar signs in the subtitle. No, actually, it was all written out. Uh, well, no, they definitely say like millions. Uh, yeah, millions of quasars. Millions of bottle caps. <laughs> quasars could be bottle caps made of a different substance found on a, another planet. <laughs> They're just trading worms from this fucking moon rock. Maybe. But I'm just saying, that would make more sense. Because like for them to go to a trillion down to a million, and especially since this... This expedition looks way more sophisticated than all the other ones preceding it. Ah, just slightly. Oh, man. In so many different ways. Like, they got freaking bots that just, like, fly around and scan the whole area for them. Constantly. Have a 3D holographic map in real time of what's going on in the area. Their space loot suits look fantastic. This guy's got even hooked up in a spacesuit where he can smoke. I'm not sure what the point of the elephant trunk is. Oh, you mean on the alien helmet? Yeah. Me either. Like, that's the one thing where I'm like, but but why? <laughs> but why? However... Designs are top notch. They really are. Like that pseudo face hugger thing. <laughs> I just love how it looks all like cute and innocent. It's like, hey, hey, what's up? What's going on, little guy? How you doing? Slapping its tentacles around inside that emergency Dude. surgery pod. And my whole thing is like, I would never go. Like, if I'm on an alien planet, I do not. I'm not going to interact with any of the flora or fauna without a 10-foot pole. Or jars. Or with, jars. Without a 10-foot pole, mind you. Like, it's not happening. When that motherfucker just straight opened up, no. No. You could go fuck yourself. Here's, here's another question that I, I almost forgot about. Um, when they first go into that, like, installation... David looks on the wall and there's like this green slime and shit. The fuck is that? Why does it have all the little like glitter specks in it and shit? The fuck are those? Yep. The black goo has the same shit in it. Don't know what it is, though. Don't know what it does. Uh, how does David know how their technology works like immediately? I mean, yeah, even if he's an android and he has... Again, David seems like a more sophisticated android than any of the, the models afterwards. He does, but you know what I've learned after watching all these movies? Never trust the fucking android, dude. Fuck the right? androids. Never. All Except of them are for, fucking traitors. What was the name of the android in the... No, fuck Bishop 2. Fuck really? Bishop 2. I know where you're going with that, but no, fuck Bishop 2. Here's why. 
Bishop never does anything where we shouldn't trust him per se. Okay. But the guy who made Bishop is so clearly and obviously evil that they're bruh. Nah, you, you, you just Bishop, you, Bishop gets a pass. Fuck you. Bishop nah, dude. At, the, at this point, you just got to play it safe and just be like, no, fuck it. It's not worth trusting this random Android on the off chance that he's the one that's not evil. Nah, Bishop like, just because he hasn't fucked me over and stabbed me in the back yet. I'm doesn't saying, mean that there's not like so many different chances to do it, though. And he for, did it. Yeah. But for all you know, there's some safe word that Waylon has. And we're like, do it. And then all of a sudden he <laughs> just goes. Is that a specific octave to sound like Palpatine? <laughs> Eyes go red and he just starts executing order 66 on everybody. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. No, no. I mean, I understand that, but Bishop without that interference gets a pass. Yeah, but like it's not what I'm saying is like it's not worth it risking that 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 order 66 is in there somewhere dude like fuck it at this point we know that wayland is dirty as hell yeah and they just keep fucking over these uh these ship crews with these androids over and over and over again bishop was still made by wayland fuck bishop you want to know what's really fucking stupid that i just thought about hmm why not just send a group of androids under whaling directives to get the aliens. Hmm. Think about it. Like, say uh, you send it the group of androids with one human, but the human doesn't know they're all androids, right? Give them all, like, individual personalities. Then the ship plays, like, some sort of siren song or code word sound. And then they feed it to a face hugger, and then the alien is just put, like, is birthed in a enclosed cell. After they figured out how the aliens birthed and everything like that, you know, like on the third one or whatever. And then, even if shit goes awry, the only thing the alien can do is kill the androids, and the ship's just on autopilot back to Wayland to where they can have it. It's not going to birth any more aliens that they can handle. You get what I'm saying? You right? I don't I know. know. Like maybe that, the maybe the androids are just too expensive to make. I feel like if they're spending millions of trillions. quasars on uh, all these stations and sending all these high quality military groups to die i would have at least thrown like a couple androids at it and called it a day like if a, if a group of androids can't do it then i would be like you know what we're just gonna have to take this at a loss bro <laughs> we're taking this l fuck it <sighs> so let me ask you this yeah how do you feel about the design of the space jockey the engineer mm -hmm. and of the deacon. Uh, I like the design of the space jockey because it's just a more, it's a bigger, more robust version of what humans look like. And that makes sense since they're supposed to be like the origins of our genetic code. Um, right. As for the deacon, didn't like it so much. Why not? Um, it was a little 
too streamlined, but I, I understand why they did it that way to like basically show like it it's not reached its final form. It's Frieza. Frieza, 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 Frieza. So it make it makes sense why it was like a streamlined version of the Xenomorph, like you know proto Xenomorph and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I you don't think do it was like successful it. in that way? Mm, I mean, it was successful in that way, but my personal opinion, I didn't like it. Okay. You're into the really tall white guys, but not the... Uh, yeah, that's why I like Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Racist. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I I mean personally I'm I'm the kind of the opposite. I think that the the engineers are kind of whatever. They're just like really fucking tall, really jacked versions pla- of humans. Rubbery, plasticky looking humans. Yeah. And uh the deacon at the end, like that's kind of a dope it's like they, they watched Alien Resurrection, they were like, Nope. You <laughs> fucked that up. Let's try that again. Let's uh, let's and, do this better this time. And I'm not gonna lie, like I was in that boardroom. I was like, "You're gonna try it again? Shouldn't <laughs> we just like not do that?" Exactly. Nah, dude. I can show you how to make a proto alien. Ridley, dude. Like I know you started this shit, so you and Geiger can probably knock this shit out. But wouldn't it be easier to just not do that? Nah, fuck that. We're just gonna disown that movie, and uh, I'll show you how it's done. But but you're like making a movie about like Jesus and stuff. Like you really want this is my franchise. God damn it. Okay, how much is this movie gonna cost us? Nah, it's gonna be fine, dude. It's only gonna cost like a hundred and twenty million dollars. A hundred and twenty. Sign the check. Sign the check. Let it just just let it through. You don't even sound like you have faith. Just do it. The worst part is like it it made way more than its budget back. This might be like one of the most successful alien movies by gross. Will that work? Yep. And it definitely is. It's the most successful movie in the franchise. Yeah, but I think that's more the fact that what what is the la the what was Alien Resurrections release and this was released like two thousand nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and twelve. Okay, fifteen years. Yeah, so everybody was clamoring to see like how they did the Alien series justice if they could do a good job, especially with however the increase in CGI slash practical effects up until now. However, they released both the Alien versus Predator movies between Alien Resurrection and this movie. Um, so I don't know that they were that hungry for Alien per se. They were hungry for an Alien only movie. Not that fucking bullshit. I, I, I de- so I remember when this movie came out. And as an huge fucking air quotes on this one as an alien fan um seeing ridley scott come back to the franchise and do a alien movie was really exciting 
And then I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually, I at that time I was working at Barnes and Noble, and I worked with this guy who was like a an amateur film critic. And so we used to like talk about movies and shit while we were working. And um, we were both like, what the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly That was how not I felt. an alien movie. That that's was like literally how I felt walking out of the movie when I first saw it. I was like, mm. I was like, that movie is like a religious allegory that happens to feature a proto xenomorph at the end. And I don't know how I feel about that exactly i still don't know how i feel about that and this movie came out nine years ago (sighs) yeah it's a damn shame too like a lot of this shit looks just outright gorgeous i i I i'm i'm super hesitant to say that's a damn shame just because I don't think that Prometheus is bad by any stretch. It's just what it's trying to... Actually, that's the question. What is it trying to tell you? What is it trying to do as a movie? That's my big problem. I think it's trying to do a lot of things. And I don't think that it, like, stops and nails any of them. It just keeps going and asks more questions and sets up more philosophical quandaries. And you're just, at the end of the movie, you're just like, yeah, but what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't even know the answer to the most basic, like, plot-driven questions in this movie. The first time that I saw this movie, I wasn't even clear. First of all, the first time that I saw this movie, I forgot about the opening sequence. (laughs) But even when I remembered it, I was like, what the fuck was the point of that? It took me until third maybe fourth time watching this movie that was like oh that was how they generated life on earth i get it now Mm -hmm. and i think like if your movie is so complicated that it takes somebody like me four times watching this movie to fit to like put that simple of a plot point together that i'm an idiot uh, but also, <laughs> but also, like this movie's probably not going to speak to the mainstream moviegoer, the general populace. Which is why I think it's super interesting that it's by far and away the most profitable uh, movie in the franchise. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. No, another thing that I have to note is like, out of all these like scientists and like like supposedly smart people, it's like just because the air is breathable on a planet doesn't mean you just take off your fucking helmet. You know, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, this this worked out for you, but like, this is also the reason why all the goo starts flowing and all this kind of shit. Like, what are you doing? It's like. Think about it, like, from a scientific standpoint, if you come into anything that you don't understand, you just don't run up and interact with it. Right. You need to, like, have tests and protocols to make sure, like, shit doesn't go awry, which it did. 
just like my guy who's like, oh, look at the little worm thing. It's so pretty. Let me touch it. Right when that what motherfucker opened its flaps? Oh, hell no. Yeah. I'm like, out. Oh, no. At best, I'm kicking that motherfucker in the mouth. I wouldn't even kick it. I'd literally turn and run as fast as I possibly could. Well, I mean, the only problem is that there's nowhere for them to go. So you kick that motherfucker in the mouth. Not even. You kick that motherfucker in the mouth, it grabs your leg and snaps your knee backwards. I mean, yeah, but they didn't know that. If your options are like run away to nowhere because you're trapped in here, try and pet it and see if it's cuddly or kick it in the fucking mouth. I'm kicking it in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I didn't even, you don't even know where its mouth is located. I'm kicking it in its fleshy hole. Okay, that makes more sense. And the fact, like, they cut its fucking head off and it just immediately grew back. Mm. Did it grow back? It grew back. I mean, I know it sprayed acid all over my guy's face and, like, melted the helmet onto his face, which had to be... That's got to be, like, up there for most gruesome ways to go down. Top in ten a, in ways to die. But, yes, they cut it. Uh, and it grew its head back. That's hot. It's it's not. That means there's basically no way of winning. <laughs> it's just... He literally cut it with a knife. That's what sprayed the acid on his face was the blood. And then it grew back its head immediately and proceeded to go in homeboy's suit and into his mouth. That's super hot. Right? The hottest of shit. I would rather deal with a face hugger than that. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Ain't no face hugger snapping your arm in half like that. that just, thing, to, just to crack open the shell of your suit. That thing is a face hugger on steroids. <laughs> yeah, and at least, like, if you, like, cut into a face hugger or shoot a face hugger, it dies. Yeah, the acid blood is still a thing, but at least it dies. It doesn't grow a head back and keep on coming. Not only did. It keep on coming, but it like jumped down his throat and turned him into this fucking wild ape thing. I'm like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on in this movie, man. It doesn't make sense. It's like you would think like that would be the whole start of like, oh, it went into his body and now it's like gestating and it's going to create the protozoanomorph there, right? No, it's just going to jump out and like go back into the black ooze and crawl away and we never see it again see this this is the other thing with this movie like every movie up to this point even the shitty ones they have the plot and the plot keeps going cut or uh, resurrection has like a subplot or two but they're all kind of on the same path mm -hmm. this movie is like you have two guys who are trapped in here everybody else is trapped over here David's putting the thing in his drink, so now he's got worms in his eyeballs. The other girl's got the thing in her stomach. That's getting cut out, so now there's this massive thing over here. Now we're dealing with the space jockeys over here. David's still doing weird shit. Now Waylon's alive. And, like You're torn in so many different directions all the time. Like I don't even know what I'm supposed to give a shit about. Mm -hmm. This like the most subplots in a movie I've ever seen. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Unmitigated masterpiece. <laughs> Some, the more subplots, the better. 
all the subplots. Who needs a coherent story? Coherent? I heard subplot. <laughs> oh my god, like this this movie is bordering on unmitigated chaos. <laughs> Which you know, that's what the Black Goo is designed to do, so I guess nailed it. You want to know where Ridley Scott fucked up with this movie? Hmm. He tried to make it a thought-provoking piece, piece instead of making it a straight-up action movie. Like, if this was an action movie, instead of all this slow burn, like, create these philosophical questions, but just, like, raising the stakes every second along with all this stuff happening, it would have been like, okay, I, I totally get this movie. It's not supposed to make sense. I don't I don't even know if that's necessarily net, like required but I mean fuck commit to one of them like he doesn't commit to either way it's just, it's just like you know now it's a a thought provoking sci-fi piece now it's an action flick now it's a thriller and I'm like dude what the fuck is this movie but at the same time I'm so fascinated by it Mm-mm. I, I, I'm literally one of those guys who's like, what do you think? Yeah, but what do you think that means? He nah, said, what? Let me nah. watch the documentary. No, fuck that. My problem is, is, like, you can't give me all of this stimuli and questions and not give me anything to work with. That's my problem. Like, that, that's the worst thing that you can do to me because I am a lore whore. Like, I love me some good mythos, a good storytelling session, as long as it leads to somewhere. And even if it doesn't lead to somewhere, at least, like, give me some abstract clues to where I can come up with a conclusion that I feel comfortable with. But when you just leave me with my dick in my hand, that's where I got a problem. I mean, technically, it leads to four more movies. No, don't like it. John, what do you give Prometheus? Uh, I give it five unscheduled cesarean unscheduled and un un what's the word I'm looking for? Unsupervised cesarean C-sections. Out of ten. Like, it's just... It's like... Why would you... Why would you do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? On top of, like, that scene is probably, like, one of the most painful to watch. In so many different ways. Like, she would have passed out from the pain easily. Dude, I've I've thought that so many times as we've been watching movies and shit. I'm like, I understand that you're trying to, like, twist my heart and, like, really make me feel something. And I do. But I'm also like, but she would have passed out, bro. (laughs) At the very least, at the bare minimum, would have passed out. Like, if the anesthetic that that thing put on her was not enough for her to not feel the pain, she's she's gone. She's out like a light. No, uh, that's there's not, no fucking way, dude. Nah, dude, that's not anesthetic. That's just iodine. 
that that she got no anesthetic whatsoever. Wasn't that what she was injecting herself with? Uh, that's after the procedure was over. I believe. No, no, those those before and during. I mean, clearly it didn't work. So whatever it was, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, like, if she could feel it at all, she's passing out for the pain. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Like, not only did she have to feel the pain of getting a laser run across her stomach to cut her open, the pliers pulling her shit back. No blood, by the way. Thought that was interesting. Um, and then reaching in, grabbing essentially grabbing her uterus and yanking it out. But then she also has to just rip the umbilical cord apart. I'm yep. like, dude, there's no fucking way. This bitch is passed out. Yep, shooting her with staples. It's like, this yeah. is going to be good. Just taking it and then still has the presence of mind to get out, lock the thing in there, sterilize it. Don't know what the point of that was. And then run away, literally run away. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, nobody is that tough. Yeah, not even close. Like, you start cutting motherfuckers open, they become a baby back bitch real quick. Real fucking quick. Like, I don't give a shit who you are. Nobody's just taking that procedure on the chin and keeping going. Yeah, and we're talking about into your abdomen. That's like someone getting cut open with no anesthesia and then like pulling out like a liver or a spleen. Like, regardless of if it's useful to your life function or not, it's still going to hurt like a fucking bitch. At the end of the day, I'm going to have to give this movie seven A list actors with way too much to do out of ten. Stupid. <laughs> Better score than me, man. Like, it's only because it just left a, such a sour taste in my mouth at the end. No, and I totally understand. Like, I, I honestly thought you would like this movie even less than you seem to like it. Um, like, we've talked about it before with not only the first Alien movie, but other movies that we've done. The movies that really start out slow and plotting and trying to get you there don't typically work for you and this movie spends like 90 minutes of like just plotting along setting shit up that we never get resolved asking you questions that's my problem dude it's like you give me all this build-up and you give me no payoff none not even the goddamn common courtesy of a reach around right couldn't even spit on it (laughs) at least buy me dinner first next time jesus speaking of next time next time we watch the final film in the core alien franchise at least for now alien what's this bitch called covenant is that right covenant alien cup you said it already jesus christ i know but like I'm looking at the poster for it. I'm like, is that the right movie? That's the right movie. Alien Covenant, I guess. Um, I guess, I guess that it seems like this movie is just like a direct sequel. It's just going to pick up right where, right where it left, left off. off. And uh, I already know, I already remember some things and I have strange qualms. Oh, side note. She uh, hit herself with the anesthesia 
during and then after you know she ran like 30 yards with staples on her gut oh did she yep i don't remember her hitting herself uh with it after she left yep covered in blood staples in her gut ran 30 miles and it's like okay i guess i'll hit myself with some anesthesia right now in the thigh and then she decides to almost pass out but doesn't jesus christ i hate this shit well until next week when we see if they can at least end on a high note i honestly don't remember i've seen this movie i own this movie but uh i haven't i've only watched it one time so this will be like watching it with fresh eyes but definitely never watched all the movies in a row like this before so this will be something to behold it's been a rough few weeks now <laughs> so i'm really hoping that they can drive it home in the end i'm not expecting much and as always have fun out there guys. <laughs>